Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome everyone, this is Rafael Hernandez and you are listening to the 117 Podcast. So at last, my friends, we have won. I, it's, I'm really ecstatic about this news. Uh, it had been coming. I was really op optimistic about Laporta winning, but man, the, the feeling is simply surreal because we, we lived for the past 10 years basically knowing that, there, that our club has, had been managed by bad people and to actually have the, the one man that, that put Barcelona at the top of European football back, it's simply an indescribable feeling. I'm, it's, it's just pure happiness and on this podcast, what will I discuss? First of all, a summary of the elections and then what Laporta will be doing. Well, so let, let us begin. And let me know if you're a sound editor listening to this. I'm completely open. Just reach out to me through my email. So, I want to begin with the with talking about a little bit uh, about my disappointment with Victor Font. As you guys know, I, I've known him for six years already. I had a lot of trust put in, in his campaign, but it got to a point where he saw that Laporta was going to win back when the, the necessary signatures were presented in January. And Laporta presented nearly 10,000 signatures, Fonts only presented 4,000. So at that point, I think that Victor knew he was going to lose and he started to make many, many compromises with the opposition. He started to make the kinds of deals with the opposition and by opposition I mean Grupo Godot with Mundo Deportivo and Jose and Father of the Bad Elements that do everything in their power to destroy the club. So basically, the opposition knew that Tony Freixa had absolutely no, no power, no chance of winning these elections. So they kind of sided with Fonts. Fonts had a bigger turnout than, than expected. I would say that he had more, a lot more votes than I expected. It bodes well for his next campaign six years from, from now. He's definitely going to try again. And maybe by then he will have more experience. He will have more maturity to take on the elections. And maybe he could become a, a great Barcelona president in the future. But that's for six years from now. And a lot could happen until then. So let's leave it at that. Well... Tony Freixa had, had an absolutely disgusting campaign, as expected. Uh, he was Rossell and Bartomeu's candidates, and basically the guy, he, he was using bots to rig online polls on Twitter and likely other social media uh, outlets too. And basically, we saw the most iconic example of this when Puyol tweeted a, a poll asking the Barcelona fans which candidate they were going to vote for and Laporta was winning by 85 to 90 percent of the votes and then the the poll suddenly swung on Freixa's favor and he finished it with 48 percent of the votes 
and Laporta with 47, the rest of font. So it was really ridiculous. The guy is absolutely shameless. And yeah, he, he's a disgrace. And it's no wonder that as soon as, his, as he began his campaign, he blocked me on Twitter. It was to be expected of him. And I have to admit that I actually... Uh, actually, I stopped and stopped to think many times before attacking him on Twitter because the guy was threatening to sue a lot of people and he's not a good person he's not he's not transparent and he has a lot of money so yeah he could actually come after people so basically I decided against uh, risking it because I have a livelihood I have a lot of things to lose here I have to be honest with you guys so uh, they, they, we had the usual manipulation by the media during the election campaigns. We, we saw the final attempt by the opposition to actually smear Laporta. What happened in the, in the final hour of the, of the voting was Laporta was recorded actually hugging and taking, a, and taking a picture with a girl. We couldn't see her face. And basically she, he was joking with her and he told her at the end that when she's 18 to call to call him back so out of context that video really looked really bad it looked very unethical even dirty but of course it's never like this with the opposition they're always lying manipulating and the fact was the girl was actually 30 years old her mother had asked Laporta to actually employ her at the club and he was joking with them that when she's 18, she she can call him. So basically, she was just joking around. It was taken absolutely and completely out of context. It's just what you would expect from these people. And finally, I want to talk a little bit about Laporta's campaign. It was absolutely impeccable from the start to finish. Laporta was really measured. He was really major uh, patient. And... Basically, he did everything perfectly, and I think that the moments where Laporta really won, and he, he was definitely going to become the next Barcelona president, was that banner that he put on a building close to the Bernabeu, basically saying that he, he wants to, happy to see you soon. So basically, because Real Madrid didn't, didn't have much success when Laporta was Barcelona's president, and that was it. It called. Uh, it caused a lot of media buzz, and it was amazing too. It was. I think it was the the best moment of the entire elections. It was at that point where everything changed. So that's it from the election, guys. And honestly, this time it was Laporta's to lose. I'm really happy that he won, and. It's just a, uh, a massive relief, and if you if you guys are hearing my dog bark on the back on the background, really sorry about it. So let us continue. Speaking of the sporting situation to begin, uh, the back line has to be the main priority for Laporta. He has to likely Eric Garcia is coming, yes, but. We need new fullbacks too, aside from Des, who was a good sign in my opinion. We need a new left back. And of course, no one is thinking about the back line. Everyone is thinking about Haaland. And I cannot simply 
praise the the man enough he's he is going to be the best player of the next generation i don't care about mbappe or any other footballer i am absolutely sure that haaland is going to be the the next great footballer of of the next 10 years i would say so yeah in my in my dreams in my in my absolutely idealization of everything of course i would like haaland at barca but barca doesn't have the money right now i discussed this a lot on social media the, the finances are really in a poor state so signing him right now during the summer would be really really difficult i'm, I, I'm not counting on it maybe laporta will pull this off somehow a miracle some way but my advice is do not expect for haaland to be signed let's take things easier uh, and same for uh, for Davi Alaba. He is fantastic, but he had already a great terms with Hamadri. He's almost signing with Hamadri. I'm actually surprised it hasn't been announced yet. And of course, we saw that Alaba's father said he was waiting for Laporte to become Barcelona president to see where his son was going to end up. So yeah, it's interesting to hear this, but let let us not forget that Alaba is going to leave Bayern Munich for two reasons. The first is about money, so yeah, something that Barcelona doesn't have. And the second is Alaba doesn't want to play as a left-back or a centre-back anymore. He's actually demanding from, of his new club to actually play as a midfielder like he plays for the Austrian national team. So it's another issue because Alaba would be fantastic for us in the back line, not as a midfielder, even though he's, he's actually really good as a midfielder too. But he's not one of the world's best as he is when playing centre-back or left-back. And Laporta has a fantastic relationship with the big agents like Jorge Mendes and Mino Raiola, Pini Zahavi and all of the big guns. So it's really good for us to actually, to Barcelona, to have a good relationship with the agents because it's a matter of power and, and who you know in, at top-level football. So... Yes, it's fantastic. This is actually really reassuring. So we can be sure that uh, when the next big thing is breaking through, be it Haaland or someone else, we actually have a chance to, to sign them. And of course, Laporta will also have to decide on the renewals of the players. Uh, what is going to happen with the younger La Masia players that are having breakthroughs? How is he going to deal with the fact that Piquet has renewed his contract until for four more years so it's a there are many issues there lots of players that shouldn't have been renewed have Jordi Alba has a long contract Busquets too it's it's a tricky situation maybe he will try to renegotiate the, the contract with the players and that would be very much welcome it would be very smart from Laporta and we can we, we might expect I would say I expect this from him some kind of attempt at renegotiating the wages with the players and speaking of the players, they have to recover their uh, mentally too from the collapses at Anfield, Bayern Munich, PSG. And Laporta said it on interviews too. He's going to give a lot of attention, a lot of attention to the psychological side of things. He's going to hire people to actually take care of the players. So this is really important, and it's a uh, it's something that Bartomeu never cared about. It's really really important. And to finish the, the sporting side of things, will Koeman stays? Will he go? Uh, will Xavi be appointed? I would say it's 
all very strong to say let, let us wait until the the end of the season so so we can we can have more tempered expectations on the financial side of things well we already know that Barca are close to bankruptcy but and yes things are really as bad as it has been reported nothing was actually exager exaggerated and I would wager that maybe Laporta will actually get actually do an assessment of the mess that Bartomeu did with the club's finances and actually reveal to us the fans that the hole is even bigger than we thought I really think it's possible but let, let, let me be be really clear with everyone I'm actually op optimistic in this part too because Laporta knows what he's doing he wants the best for the club and Barcelona is one of the biggest clubs in the world so in terms of actually getting more loans to cover the, the previous loans yeah it's possible but Laporta and his financial team are likely to renegotiate the debt so we have we know that we we Barcelona have over 400 million or more to be paid by August of this year that's a really big ask because of the hole that the pandemic left us uh, lots of players sales are needed too we don't know what's going to happen with players like Coutinho who we really really need to to sell and his wages are really sky high too you have the you have the stadium reform too the the new camp new it's it's something that is going to cost a lot of money i don't know if laporta La will even talk about this before he actually fixes this whole mess and this financial mess that barca is in might last over over a few years so we might not hear about the new camp new or the camp new reform in a few years and of course if everything still goes bad the the possibility of a super league as the saving grace for the club's finances is really is really possible because just if we if you have single leagues just by the clubs entering the super league they're going to earn over 200 million in payments as a premium to join in it so that would be really important to actually cover the finances so yeah it's a really bad situation it's worse than we would like it to be but yeah it's it's salvageable I have absolutely no no doubt about it and if Messi stays he's going to have to renegotiate his wages to be lower than they are right now so yeah uh, Messi's wages would be a problem if they were kept as they were but it's definitely not going to happen and of course uh, let, let us finish with the institutional part of things at last Barcelona as a club has stability again you have strong leadership you have um, a guy with lots of experience Laporte is very strong and he's he's very different he's very different from Rossell who likes to do everything behind behind curtains be, uh, with a veil uh, hidden in the shadows or Bartomeu who simply was a coward so you have a guy who's very strong-willed he he doesn't low his head to anyone and finally we are going to have respect from FIFA from UEFA from the Spanish League from La Liga and especially Real Madrid too Real Madrid are going to have to respect us again and you would think that this is this isn't important but it really is that 
Real Madrid and Barcelona have a fine balance of respect and a good relationship between the clubs because the influence and the political uh, power that these clubs have is really understated. It's a lot more than you would think. So when you think about Real Madrid getting lots of decisions from the from VAR on their way, this kind of thing doesn't happen, uh, simply happen. So this is all about influence and politics. What we can hope from Laporta is more, more, is more balanced that Barcelona is as strong as Real Madrid in Spain. That is all that I ask him. And I'm definitely counting on this to happen. It's going to happen. It, it does not worry me too. And of course, we already know that some of Barcelona's legends are going to be back at the club. Victor Valdez is going to be in charge of the goalkeepers. We know that Jordi Cruyff is going to to be part of the parts of Laporta's team too. And you have Matteo Alemani, who who is one of the most experienced people when it comes to Spanish football, actually taking care of the sporting side of things too. And you have Puyol too. Puyol is likely going to come back in some kind of institutional role at the club, maybe uh, as a club ambassador. And this would be really important because everyone likes Puyol. And you would think, why? Okay, so he's liked. Why is that important? Because it's politics. Puyol is going to be the man that goes to FIFA, to UEFA to talk with everyone. And... It's it's simply politics. There's a lot there's a lot more politics in football than we would like to admit. We have to embrace the the fact that things are as they are, and of course we have the example of Laporta too. He has he has a great relationship with Messi, with Pique, with the with the senior players in the Barcelona dressing room, and this is really important too, because you need stability at Barca and. The president actually has to be, I wouldn't say friends with the players, but at least close enough with the players so that they can speak to him. And Laporta is like that. I'm sure that you've seen on social media lots of images of Laporta drinking champagne with Messi or celebrating with Piquet. And I would I would never call this bad because football has become so sterile and so distant from fans. So when you see someone like Laporta who is who is more of a Barcelona fan, like us, celebrating with the players. It's really important to see this. It, it kind of makes uh, football more valuable. At least the, this is how I say things. And, of course, aside from this, Laporta is going to revamp La Masia because La Masia is producing some great players, but the situation is still difficult. And I'm sure that Ben Aiges and Alex Sanko are going to do a fantastic job there too. So no worries. And we have we have the Barca Innovation Hub too. Basically, it's a technological uh, technological hub inside Barcelona to develop exciting projects. And this cannot be said enough. You likely never heard about it, but it's really important for the entire the entirety of football. We had already a few conferences surrounding the this hub. So there's a lot of potential there. It's one of the few things that Bartomeu and Rossell did that actually worked wonders for us. So absolutely, this is something that I will keep my eye on. It's it's part of, the, of Barcelona's long-term future, like something like 10, 20 years from now. 
And to, to finish things off, I want to talk a little bit about Bartomeu's future. So, we, Laporta has already said that there will be investigations inside the club to actually make an assessment of what, of what happened. And man, this, this investigation is really going to reveal a lot of things. Of that, I have no doubt. So, we are likely to see the previous board actually sued. There's actually going to be a lawsuit. It's simply inevitable that this, this is going to happen. But of course, we don't know the details yet because uh, I would say that Laporta isn't going to make a meal of, uh, out of this. He's going to investigate things patiently and then go after the, the previous board because we know that Bartomeu has, done, has committed crimes as Barcelona's president and some of the other board members have to. Maybe they, they will even be sued to be forced to pay some of the debt that they caused the club in the long term. I would say it, it would be very fair for this to happen. And of course, the Catalan police is also investigating Barcelona for this whole mess with the shell companies that Bartomeu was paying to protect his image on social media. So there were a bunch of companies, but they were empty, they were empty and it all led to i Ventures in the end. The most ridiculous thing of all is that there was a trailer in the middle of nowhere in a dirt road that that was called one of the headquarters of one of these companies. They they really make a, a mockery of what we uh, of our club. It's it's really a circus, and I'm glad Laporta is back to to fix this mess. I would wager that Bartomeu is going to end up in jail. Absolutely, it it won't be. It won't be quick. I, I, don't, I doubt that he's going to be in jail before 2022 or even 23. But it's going to happen. We are going to have justice for, for our club without a doubt. And my friends, I cannot stress enough how happy I am that Laporta is back. 10 years suffering, 10 years knowing that Barcelona was in the hands of bad people. People that wanted to destroy everything that Johan Cruyff built, everything that Guardiola worked with, everything that Laporta did. And we finally have Laporta back. So this night I'll be sleeping knowing that our club is in, in good hands and that is the greatest gift that I could ask as a Barcelona fan. I'm sure that many of you are as happy as I am. So let us look towards the future and celebrate this because we have earned this win, my friends. So see you on social media. Thank you very much and take care, my friends. This is a big victory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.